This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is our number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. It is time for Cowboys sideline reporter Christy Scales to join you here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon, Christy. How the heck are you? Hey, General. Doing real well. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's always great to have you on, Christy, and get your stories and your perspective and your insights on, on the day's news events. Do you, do you think the NFL knows you know, how they want to handle things moving forward uh, with, uh, you know, getting this Bills and Bengals game done? Well, it's just interesting to say that it's not going to be played this week, so then when is it? So are they not going to play it all? Just very interesting. But, you know, considering as scary a situation as it was last night, um, I think overall they've handled the matter very well, and uh, both head coaches, and uh, kudos to all the fans as well who, you know, are showing up outside the hotel today there in Cincinnati to, uh, you know, show support for DeMar Hamlin. So uh, we've just never had a situation like this. They're, they're uh, going back in history. It's been just over 50 years ago. Uh, there was one death in an NFL game uh, that was uh, heart-related. It was a Detroit Lions uh, receiver, uh, Chuck Hughes, who um, uh, passed away at the hospital. But luckily, we're not talking about that. Um, we're just talking about, uh, you know, if and when they make up that game. And I don't know that they will. Well, I mean, it, it seems like the medical personnel on the field did a tremendous job given the situation last night. And, you know, Chris, you've been doing this for a long time. And, and I know none of us and, and you included have probably seen anything quite like what transpired on Monday Night Football, but what can you share with us regarding what the NFL has in place from a medical standpoint and and the professionals that they have on the field for every single Sunday in NFL game? There are over 30 medical professionals at every NFL venue for every NFL game, and it's standardized across the league. And uh, the vast majority are down on the sideline, but one of the uh, newest additions that the league made a few years ago was adding the two ATCs, that's the Certified Athletic Trainer Spotters, that are up in the booth. Uh, so when you say 30, you got that many at a game? Well, the Cowboys alone, you know, the teams have their own own team physicians, they have their own athletic training staff, and then there's the game day support personnel that's provided by the league. So uh, the Cowboys' five team physicians, there's usually four that are down on the sideline per game. Then you've got the four full-time athletic trainers plus two graduate assistants. So then you'll have the equal amount for the visiting team. I'm pretending that it's a home game at AT AT&T Stadium, okay? So in addition to the people that are... um, with that are affiliated
affiliated with the team. You have the unaffiliated medical personnel that are provided by the league. So you have the three, we call them UNCs, UNCs, the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants. There's one on each sideline. There's one up in the booth. And we think of that mainly as uh, uh, helping identify and then treat uh, head injuries, so concussions. That's when I talk about, oh, the UNC has gone into the blue medical tent with Cowboys team physician Dr. Fowler, and they're giving such-and-such player a cognitive evaluation. So those are the UNCs. And then the two certified athletic trainer, uh, the spotters up in the booth, what's important is that they can immediately call down to the referee, stop a play, uh, and stop the game. And if they think that they've seen something with a player that may require medical attention that wasn't spotted down on the sideline, then they can uh, stop the game and have that player removed from the game so that they could they can be evaluated on the sideline. Uh, you have it, and it's so specialized uh, down there. They have airway management physician that's available at each game. They have a visiting team medical liaison. So let's say that uh, the Eagles are coming into town. Well, there's a physician that's down there to help the visiting team, if it's the Eagles personnel, if one of their players needs to go to a local hospital. I remember we had a game on the road. I think it was at Indianapolis. One of our players got poked in the eye, and not only did they – they didn't just, like, take him to the hospital. They had an a optometrist. They had a specialist, an eye specialist, that was able to, to check them out that particular afternoon. When we go on the road, there's always like a um, on call. There's a, a dentist in case there's some kind of dental emergency. Um, you know, and you have the paramedics, you have the ambulance, you have the X-ray and digital imaging techs that are down on the sidelines, so that when they go to the X-ray room, it's actually digital imaging. We use the old term X-rays, but as soon as they they take those images, they're available not just to, say, the visiting team physicians, but it can be shared with specialists back in the, the city, uh, you know, from the visiting team. So it's just amazing. And I think it's important that people know that there's so much help that is there and available with over 30 medical professionals, uh, you know, just, just ready to act at a, at a moment's notice. That's impressive. Christy Scales here with you on, on 105.3 The Fan. You know, mentioned that injury that you witnessed in the past. I, I was wondering, what's the most traumatic thing uh, injury-wise you've ever witnessed from the game? And, and how does the tone change on the sideline when one of these uh, goes down? Well, the, uh, my first year as the sideline reporter was 1999, and so the game in Philadelphia that year, that's the one where Michael Irvin suffered the neck injury and, uh, you know, went by ambulance to Thomas Jefferson Hospital, and he had suffered the neck injury that uh, ultimately ended his career, and that was a very, very uh, scary situation. Uh, the year before, you know, some of the more serious injuries you don't know until uh, later on, I remember the previous season we had a wide receiver. This is back when I was working in the radio booth as the uh, booth producer. But um, we had a veteran wide receiver who had been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, then joined the Cowboys, Ernie Mills. He caught a pass, goes over the middle, gets hit, goes down, uh, ended up leaving the game. Well, he had suffered a perforated small intestine mm. from that hit. Mm. 
and it, they didn't know it until they got him, obviously, to the hospital uh, that night. You remember when Jason Witten, you know, had the uh, spleen injury, right? Uh, that was from a, a hit in a preseason game, and, um, you know, obviously you don't know that you have a, a perforated intestine or something with the spleen until uh, you get to the hospital. So, uh, but but definitely the scariest in my career was the Michael Irvin one in 1999. Christy, you weren't on the sidelines in a preseason game. Didn't Pittsburgh have a kid that got? Oh his, my gosh, his, that was the grossest. That was foot, just just like yeah, turn your stomach. It yeah, was my yeah. yeah. It was a young man named Destry White who was yeah. a third string running back and was trying to make the squad. Right. So he he comes around the right. He's coming towards. Yeah. It. Maybe it's just the grossest, most memorable because it happened right in front of me. Yeah. But it was a dislocated ankle. So here's the thing: it's right in front of the Cowboys sideline, just a few feet in front of me, and Destry was lying face down. But his toes on his right foot were pointed up, up th- towards the roof, oh, wow. the, the hole in the roof at yeah. Texas Stadium because his foot was backwards. Yeah. And, and that was, and then a few plays later, um, when the Cowboys get the ball, that's when Mike Lucky, the tight end, suffers the fractured leg. Yeah. And so, uh, just in terms of, uh, and of course, obviously that injury, you know, Destry White never, you know, made it back to that level in his career. And so, um, you know, uh, we say, oh, well, it, these, these, um, injuries to ankles or broken appendages, you know, may, may ruin careers or torn ACLs or, you know, back in the day when I first started, you know, that could be a career ending injury, not just something that these days it's like, oh, four or five months, maybe eight, you know, but, um, but what DeMar Hamlin faced last night, I mean, that right. was just not, nothing on that, that level, thank goodness, have I ever witnessed. Christy, you did uh, pandemic football, and I was just, we were trying to discuss maybe what the league might do, and, and just to circle back with you, did you, the league never canceled any games, but did, were you ever privy to any plans of how they were going to play games in case, I mean, was there ever anything in, in your discussions where they said, hey, if we get in this situation where we potentially have to uh, vacate a game and play it at another time, did you ever get any words like that? No, I mean, they had some things where if it had to be pushed back for a couple of days, but not like multiple games over multiple weeks. And I believe that the way, uh, gosh, I'd have to look at my notes from a couple years ago, Brian, but but the way I remember it was they kind of had it planned where if they needed to repeat a full week's slate of games, they could. But uh, more than that, they probably would have just had to go to, you know, do, basing everything on a 15-game season or a 14-game season because they only had like an extra week of wiggle room in there. With this game meaning so much to teams in the AFC, uh, do you see any possibility, and I'm asking you again, you know, just as a guess here, that they would, you know, uh, eliminate the, the week between the Super Bowl, that extra week they have between the Super Bowl? I, I don't know that they would do that. It, you know, the, the other thing that you have to, to put into this is it all has to be done with the players' union, right? Right, yeah. It all has to be agreed to. So this isn't just Roger Goodell. I mean, ultimately, it's his call. But it, when it's a situation like this, and it's the emotion of the players and, and all that, and the two teams, when those guys were out there on the field watching what was happening, um, just just keep in mind that they're, it's so layered. And even pushing things back by a week, oh, no big... 
you've got the networks involved, and not just the network that's um, broadcasting the Super Bowl. So there are so many moving parts to this, and that's why it's so hard to anticipate what they're going to try to do. So I'm sorry that I can't give you an answer, no, but I I'm just... just saying, hey, there are a lot of there are a lot of layers to this onion that you're trying to unpeel. Yeah, things change significantly. I think when when you see all those players and how impacted they were, and they want to leave the field, you know, I think that was clearly on the other side of the line of when we're not going to resume. But Christy, do you know where that line is for the future? Is it? Do you wait to see what the players say and let them lead it? And if they are not comfortable playing, you just don't play. Or do we have expectations of hopefully decades down the road? You know, when we have to cross this road again. Yeah, I really don't know, General. I'm sorry to be so vague, but that was just, I'd never seen anything uh, like that last night, and I thought I had seen some pretty serious stuff on the sideline, but but nothing to that extent. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the league continues to, to handle this, but honestly, my thought is, who, who cares right now? I mean, I know I should, but it's like, until until you know something about DeMar himself, I mean, it's it's not... What if there's brain damage? You know, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you have to think about and be sensitive to. Yeah, Christy Scales with us here on the G-Bag Nation, 105 through the fan. No, and and to that point, and like you said, I mean, you haven't seen anything quite like the DeMar Hamlin situation, but initially you're thinking about DeMar Hamlin, his family, but I'm also just the reaction from the players on the field. Thinking, I don't know how yeah. the world you can ask them to keep playing. I mean, yeah. even from the Michael Irvin situation, you know, I, I think about the Demarcus Ware play where he got carted off against the Chargers uh, several years ago. I mean, uh, how's it been like with the players on the sideline and having to then go back out and continue playing when things like this happen? Yeah, it's tough. You can always, I can always tell the severity of an injury by the reaction of the players that are right there on the field when they're turning, especially when it's the other. You know, uh, when it's the opponent <laughs> that's out there and they're turning to the sideline and calling for medical personnel, that's that's when it's tough. What, but what was interesting was um, on our sister station, KRLD, 1080 AM, um, Mitch Carr, the news host today, had uh, Sal Capaccio on, and that's the Bills sideline reporter, and he was talking about what it was like um, on the Bills sideline last night, and he said when it really got to him, it's when he looked up in the stands and, uh, you know, the, the mom had, had come down. DeMar's mom was at the game. He's from... Um, Pittsburgh area, so it's not that far to Cincinnati, so that maybe that's why she happened to be at the game. It wasn't that far from his hometown, but she had she had come down to the first row saying, that's my son, that's my son, that's my son, you know, and wanting to get out on the field to, to see him, and so he was saying that the, the Bill staff and the Bengal security was working to get her down on the sideline so that she could uh, be there and then also get her in the ambulance with DeMar when they uh, took them to the hospital. So I've seen that where uh, several times over 24 years on the sideline where there have been um, family members that make their way down from the stand or the suite, you know, to uh, be with the, you know, with, with their husband or brother or son. 
Um, but, you know, wh- one thing, General, if I could just circle back to something you asked about where we're going with it with the league. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting is over the past several years how much they've done, how much the technology has helped. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that people don't know, there is a video monitor that's on each bench. It's uh, just behind, like, where the Gatorade is. It's at the 50-yard line on the back side of the bench. And the medical personnel, so the athletic, the head athletic trainer and then the team physicians can look at that monitor and see exactly what happened on the play. Now, the medical personnel, the trainer, and the physicians are the only ones that are allowed to watch that. The league doesn't want coaches or players looking at video replays and, you know, trying to diagnose stuff, okay? I don't mean diagnose I meant from an X's and O's, not from a medical standpoint. It's used by the medical personnel, the video is, so that they can see exactly what happened on a play so they can get a better uh, thought process on how something might be treated or how something might have happened. And so they also have that same video capability upstairs, uh, those ATCs, the athletic training, that athletic trainer spotters upstairs, they have their own room and they have their own video feed as well. And so the league hires three technicians, two down, one for each sideline and then one upstairs uh, just to, to do the uh, video monitors. There are things, you know, um, there are uh, data tracking elements in the helmets that they've used for the past few years, and they use that to study uh, concussions. That's how we got to the guardian caps that were used this summer at uh, the training camps. And so um, they they are monitoring the data from these chips for each game, and they're using it to track all hits. It's not just tracking the number of concussions. They're tracking the uh, number of hits and the level of hits, and they'll uh, use that data in the summer to decide if they need to continue using those guardian caps, which I think they will, and if it'll expand to more position groups because this summer was the first time they used it. It was for offensive linemen, defensive linemen, tight ends, and linebackers because the data they had collected thus far showed that those position groups have the most contact to their helmets uh, during games, and so I would expect that, that the guardian cap that that would expand and be used by even more position groups going forward. So there are all sorts of things that are happening, all of these computer chips that are being used. It's not just so that you can have some cool next-gen stats, you know, to use for the TV broadcast, they're using it for serious purposes and trying to make the game safer for NFL players. Well, that's fantastic information, Christy. I think one thing is for sure, you know, the NFL hasn't done everything perfectly, and I've been a big critic of of them over the years, but it seems like all these safety measures that you've told us about over the last 15 minutes likely came together to save a guy's life last night. Absolutely, and yeah. just, ha- you know, one thing, the, the most obvious of things, the AEDs, the defibrillators, right? Yeah. Automatic external defibrillators, you use those in case of sudden cardiac arrest. Obviously, they've been available many years at um, the NFL level, at college levels, but now a lot of the high school facilities and even junior high facilities, because you hear it sometimes, a story of a young player collapses, and but luckily, or even a fan in the stands or a coach, but there was a an AED nearby, and they were able to use it and revive the person and help save a life. Christy, this is a silly question, but could you please state the first and last name of the current Cowboys kicker? The the current what? Brett Maher? 
Boom. Maher it yep. is. Maher. We were wondering. We didn't know if it was Mar, Maher, or was the other one? Maher. Maher. Where yeah. we meet the H or Merowitz. Actually, it's money. <laughs> it's money. It's Brett money. He's cash money when he goes out there. Awesome stuff, Christy. <laughs> we'll chat soon. Love it. Okay, Cheers. thanks, General. Thanks, there she guys. Goes. Cowboy sideline reporter Christy Scales with you here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.